0: Today is the day. Today is the day that we stand with Brianna Taylor. It's time that we fight. It's time that we fight with a ferocity and an energy and a passion that this young woman and her family deserve. This is a special action steps episode of the breakdown. I'm going to give you clear action steps, clear marching orders, and we need all hands on deck. This is Sean King you are listening to mm-hmm. the, the the breakdown. The breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. Listen, I know this work and I know the brutality that we are dealing with and staring down. In the midst of this pandemic, I know it's exhausting. I am exhausted by it, and I know that many of you are traumatized and exhausted by it. But here's what I also know. The family of Brianna Taylor, and I spoke to her dear mother, Tamika, and her sister and aunts and others yesterday. They need us. They need us to stand with them, to stand for them. If you think you are exhausted, please, and I don't say this flippantly, please consider Brianna's mother. If you think you are exhausted, please, for a moment, consider Ahmad's mother. And when people ask me, Sean, how do you do what you do over and over and over again? Let me tell you. I had a brutally, painfully difficult conversation yesterday with Brianna's mother, where she broke down as she explained to me in graphic detail, how wrong she was done. How wrong her mother was done. I am I'm saying, yes, of course, Brianna was done wrong, and, and I will break down the case some more for those of you who are unfamiliar with it. Let me start there, as a matter of fact. At 1 a.m. on March 13th, the Louisville Metro Police Department broke down the door of Brianna Taylor's apartment. She was a skilled, award-winning EMT working at two hospitals during the coronavirus pandemic. She was an essential worker on the front lines after a hard day's work. Imagine that sound asleep when a rogue police force, a renegade trio of three white men with problematic histories of police brutality, quietly, in plain clothes, crept through her neighborhood to her front door, and without saying a word, without announcing themselves without knocking or calling, broke the door down, then fired so many shots that bullets were found not only in Brianna's apartment, dozens of bullets, but in the apartment to the left and to the right of her. They are lucky they didn't kill more people. In fact, I talked to Brianna's dear sister who slept in the front bedroom normally, who happened to not be there that night who would have surely been killed in this shooting had she been there. Brianna not only committed no crime, but police were in the wrong apartment complex at the wrong apartment and had already arrested the man that they claimed they were looking for. He had already been arrested and for a low-level drug crime. Think about that. This is why I say, The war on drugs is not a war on drugs. It's a war on people. And to be more specific, it's a war on black people. It was a war on March 13th against Breonna Taylor. And we are here to stand with her. And Breonna Taylor's dear mother, Tamika, told me as she fought through tears. That when Breonna's boyfriend, Kenny, called and said, They've killed Brianna. That she got to her mother, Tamika, rushed over to the apartment complex and said it was surrounded with so many police that it looked like a circus or a special event. They wouldn't let her through. And when she finally got to the apartment, they said that they had taken Brianna to the hospital. Of course, this is her mother. And her mother told me that while nobody is perfect, that Brianna was as close to perfect as a human being could be. She says she rushed to the University of Louisville Medical Center, went to the ER, and told them, I was told by the Louisville Metro Police that my daughter was brought here. and They said people were confused because they didn't know that her daughter was there. She said she walked all over the hospital, stayed at the hospital for two hours, just waiting for information for them to update her on how her daughter was and what her condition was, finally she decided to leave. And she went back to the scene. This by now is almost 4 a.m. in the morning. She's on the scene from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. and they continue to string Tamika along, her mother along. Having said that she was actually, that her daughter was actually at the hospital, finally, a detective came to her and said, actually, she's in the apartment. And her mother said, What? Her mother had been at the apartment ten hours earlier when they told her mother, when they lied to her mother and said they took they took Brianna to the hospital. They never took her to the hospital. She was laying dead in the damn apartment. Her mother said it was the single most painful, brutal, horrible moment that she had ever dealt with. Having scrambled all over Louisville, trying to find and see her daughter, she was in the apartment riddled with bullets. The whole. Damn time. I could cry in anger just thinking about it right now. You've got to be kidding me. Fuck this. And as I think about what they did to her. Tamika and her family communicated to me that she wasn't shot eight times. That the funeral home said. They lost count. It was at least eight, but that her body was riddled with far more than eight bullet holes. From head to toe. She was virtually naked after she got out of bed in the middle of the night. Not knowing what in the hell was going on. Didn't even have time to get herself dressed. So I need you to stand up. I'm asking you. I'm begging you to come with as much energy and smoke on this case as you came with for Ahmaud Arbery. Which takes me to our action steps for today. Right now, as soon as you hear this, as soon as you see this, go to stand with Bree. That's stand with B R E. Stand with Bree.com. We have two things there: two action steps that worked amazingly well for us with Ahmad Aubrey, and we have now created two custom systems. Our team at the Action Pack and the Grassroots Law Project have been working around the clock on this and we need you now to go to standwithbree.com standwithbree.com and when you get there fill out the petition this petition is not just a database when you fill out the petition and leave a custom comment there fill it out with your name and your zip code and your comment your emotions on the case when you do that it will then send an email to every elected official and government office involved in this case. We sent, in the Ahmad Aubrey case, tens of millions of emails, and we need to duplicate that right now and let them feel our heat and our passion. Go to standwithbre.com, standwithbre.com, and fill out the petition. After you do that, Put this number in your phone and lock it in your phone. It's a Louisville number, 502-735-1784, 502-735-1784. And when you call that number, it's going to be my voice that tells you hello. I'm going to give you some facts of the case so that you understand exactly what you need to say. And then I'm going to connect you. To multiple government offices. After you get connected to the first office, do not hang up, even if you get voicemail. If you get voicemail, leave a voicemail. If the voicemail is full, press the star key. Don't hang up, press star, and then I'll transfer you to another office, and another office, and another office. And what you're going to tell them, respectfully, but firmly, is that you are demanding that the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor, let me give you their names. John Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. You are demanding that John Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove be arrested for their reckless and horrific murder. Of Brianna Taylor, it's been a month. Stop telling me that you need time for an investigation. You've had a month. You've had five weeks at this point. Take care of business. When you call those numbers, demand now that charges be filed, that arrest happen today, that these officers, John Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Costgrove, be fired terminated, charged, and arrested. Let me say this. We now have Democrats running most of Kentucky. The governor is a Democrat. The mayor is a Democrat. The Commonwealth attorney, the district attorney, they're Democrats. So here, particularly in Louisville, black folk have put Democrats in power from top to bottom. What are you going to do, Democrats? What are you going to do? Are you going to tell us to be patient? Are you going to tell us to hold on? Are you going to tell us to hang in there and wait? We've been waiting. Brianna's family told me you haven't even called them, not the police, not the district attorney, that instead of treating them like victims, you've treated them like criminals. And you wonder why our blood is boiling. You wonder why we're frustrated with the Democratic Party, because when we elect you, you disappear. Where are you? We are demanding accountability from the governor, from the mayor, from the attorney general, from the district attorney, the Commonwealth attorney and others. And when you call that number, when you call that number, 502 735 1784, I'll talk you through the whole thing. Lock that number in your phone and call it multiple times a day because we change the people that you speak with. We add new people for you to speak to. We mix up the order. And then lastly, post this everywhere you can. Share this podcast, but most importantly, share the link. Stand with Bree B-R-E, Standwithbree.com. Post it everywhere on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Text it to your friends. Share it with your family. Film yourself making the phone calls and tag me and tag grassroots law and the action pack so that we can see it and share it and build some real momentum on this case. I know today is a serious Action Steps episode, but every Wednesday on The Breakdown is Woman Crush Wednesday, and so today we want to tell you a new story about a new woman that we're featuring.
1: Hey, I'm Lissandra, the North Star's podcasting director. As part of our weekly Woman Crush Wednesday series, the North Star is excited to highlight another amazing woman of color who's using activism to change the world for the better. This week we're highlighting Dalit American trans media artist and activist Tenmori Sondarajan. Tenmori, who also goes by the name Dalit Diva, uses various platforms to share the stories and messages of the hashtag Dalit Women Fight movement and other important causes, including the true eradication of the caste system in India. She uses social media and other art forms to bring awareness to India's controversial Citizenship Amendment Act, which grants citizenship to religious minorities from Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Afghanistan. Tanmuri is a fierce critic of the law, which has been described as an attack on India's secular constitution. Tanmuri not only uses her platform to highlight civil liberties issues in India, but is also a vocal advocate for social justice issues in the US. We salute Tanmuri for her brave fight to advocate for Dalit women and the end of oppressive systems around the world. Head to our Instagram page at the North Star Media to learn more about Ten Mori and why we're crushing on her and her incredible work.
0: Break it down. Break, 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 break.